Hauntingly Humdrum, a slice of life Halloween anthology. This episode, Flight. You know what sucks? Not being able to turn into a bat. The rest of my family can instantly transform and fly off into the night sky. But I'm always left behind, watching them get smaller and smaller in the distance. They try to reassure me, saying that it doesn't make me less of a vampire, but it doesn't hurt any less. It's hard enough having to hole away when the sun's out, when the rest of the city is humming with laughter, noise, and the sounds of people's adventures. Being able to transform into a bat gives you back some of that freedom. Maybe you can't play soccer with your friends during the day, but at night, you can embody freedom. Cutting the wind with your wings, soaring through the clouds, and looking down at the sleeping city. Since I can't join my family when they transform, I've taken instead to walking along the beach at night. It's windy by the water, and feeling the breeze weave through my hair and listening to the crashing waves gives me some sense of peace and freedom. But I know it's not quite the same. The way I viewed the seaside changed when I met her, though. I was walking along the sand, careful to avoid the sharp shells that could hurt your feet if you're not looking out for them. I was in a trance, lost in thought, when a voice asked, Hey, you're a Harris, right? I was shocked out of my stupor and looked up. It was difficult to pinpoint the voice's origin as the breeze blew it around the shore. The moon was fairly large that night, illuminating the water, out of which protruded a head with glowing eyes that were looking right at me. All I could manage was the disgruntled, uh, uh, eloquent. The being in the water then asked me, You're a Harris? That family of vampires. I can smell it on you. Your family keeps stopping by in my cave and leaving presents. I mean, sure, they're bats, but they could at least come by later to clean up their mess. That's just like my family, honestly. I finally remembered enough words to agree to help this sea person with my family's mess. I would ask them later that night to be more considerate of other people's homes, but I still felt like it was my responsibility to clean up their mess. She then told me her name was Lila, and that she was a merfolk. Then there was an awkward silence where she seemed to want me to follow her into the water. She asked me if I could swim. She said, You can walk to the cave, but it's faster to swim from here. Oh, and don't worry about air. I already enchanted you with a water-breathing cantrip. That explained the warm feeling in my chest. I looked at the waves crashing down at my feet and stepped further into the water. I focused on my footing as I approached her, using that as an excuse to avoid her glowing eyes. She asked me if I was ready. I nodded, and she covered my hand with hers, leading me deeper into the water until my head was submerged. Everything was dark as the moonlight struggled to breach the water's surface, but I could see her eyes and her illuminated smile as she pulled me deeper and deeper into the ocean. I could feel myself floating in the blackness and felt such a rush of joy I hadn't felt in years. Lila paused and said, 
You have to breathe, remember? I hadn't even noticed that I was holding my breath and took in a large gulp of water. It felt like breathing through molasses, but I felt fine. So I kept following her. She looked so free, twisting and swaying in the water, propelling herself in circles around me, smiling and laughing all the while. It was like she was flying. A soreness in my cheeks made me aware of my own idiotic smile, and listening to the swelling joy in my gut, I kicked my legs and soared through the blackness after her. We continued like that for a while, smiling childishly and laughing until we reached the cave. I immediately wished the cave was farther away to give us more time. She lifted me out of the water and onto the cave's rocks, where I was met with a bucket and mop, made of seaweed instead of fabric. I begrudgingly pushed the mop back and forth as I listened to Lila talk, weaving stories out of streams of thought. It made the job much easier. When I propped the mop against the newly clean cave wall, I admitted to myself that I didn't want to say goodbye. I wondered if it would be weird if I asked to see Lila again. But this was just her getting someone to clean up after their mess, and it happened to involve some fun along the way. There was no reason for me to stay around. I must have looked a bit down because she asked me what was wrong. I stuttered out something along the lines of, it's nothing, and I should head home now, and began walking towards the cave opening. She didn't stop me, so I walked home. After getting home that night and convincing my family to be more considerate about where they do their business when transformed as bats, I went to bed. It took me a while to fall asleep that night, And as I lay in bed, I closed my eyes and saw darkness. And I imagined I was floating in that darkness of the sea, with a pair of glowing eyes piercing through the blackness. I couldn't bring myself to return to the shore until a week later. I told myself I was busy, but I know I was just anxious. What if I walked along the beach and Lila didn't come looking for me? There was no reason she would. But I guess I just wanted her to. Eventually, I got fed up with staying in my room and decided to get some fresh night air. I kicked at the water as it lapped around my feet, and I breathed in the salty air. This was all I needed, a fragment of freedom as the ocean roared in my ears and the breeze tangled my hair. And then, barely audible in the wind, I heard a voice ask, Want to go for a swim? Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Hauntingly Humdrum. This episode was written by Gabby Hall. Harris was performed by Blythe Renee. Lila was performed by Key Knight. Sound design by Wesley Bryan. The music used for the intro and outro of the podcast is The Show Must Be Go by Kevin MacLeod. Links for transcripts and casting crew information can be found in the show notes. Happy Halloween! <laughs>